Hi, <coughs> welcome back to the podcast. Today we're doing Getting to Know Me Part 2. I'm going to be working on a Sims 4 build that I saw on YouTube while I talk. Wish me luck. Um, <coughs> it looked pretty cool, but with the issues with my computer, it might be a little noisy, so I might have to stop it. I'm sorry if it does. Seriously. <coughs> So, in the last segment, I told you about how I am, how things went for me, but I didn't explain that my life has felt like meaningless or pointless once my mother passed away, my adopted mom. When my real mom passed away, it was a shock to my system that like you know all opportunity to get to know her all chances I had to build a friendship with her that I've tried to do seemed pointless like there was nothing left in our time for us to be fathers son and mother like, I didn't get to know my father either, uh, that's why I probably said that. Like, my real father, I have no clue about him, other than the mysterious things I've been told that may or may not be true on him. Um, the, uh, people that raised me were the greatest people I've ever met in my life, honestly. To take a child and not even adopt him fully, just have power of attorney over and take him in and raise him as your own in full retrospect, treat them no different than your own kids, was a concept that amazed me to this day that maybe one day I would be able to do the same. And there goes my computer. To show the same respect. You know, like, I don't ever want a child to go through the disrespect of not having a family because they were treated in a way that would prevent them from having a family. Like, I've been there, I know, I don't want to ever see that with anybody for anybody you know just happiness is not this computer apparently but happiness in a family can make you stronger Happiness in life can make you better. It's all about how you portray yourself to the world. It's not... Going here and going there and saying, Oh, well, I'm part of that now. No, you were never a part of that. You could be part of that. But you're not. Um... Life is about consequential mistakes. 
consequential mistakes. If you make a mistake in life, you can make up for it. But most mistakes come with a consequence. Like, okay, a job. You're on a job, you make a mistake, and the mistake is so dire that you get fired for it. That's a consequential mistake. Um, like, say you work in the kitchen, and you burn the food so bad that the person that's there to eat the food gets sick and dies. Well, that's not only a consequential termination that or a mistake. That's a uh, a termination, a lawsuit, and uh, ruining of your life. Cause that's murder, I guess. But no, back to me. <clears throat> um, that's why you're here, right? So <clears throat> these people took me in and raised me. With absolute no regard for what they did or didn't have. And today, this day that amazes me. Like, to have that much invested in something. Um, <clears throat> the chances we're given in life are very little or very short. Like, you get one chance to mess up, one chance to get it right. One chance to do this, one chance to do that. <clears throat> For me, it's... Consequential. I know what I need to do. I know what life grants me. And I know where I stand with everything. <clears throat> um... I have my belief system, which confuses most people. And I have my normal situationals. Like, I don't care what people think of me. As long as I know I'm happy. I will not be treated like crap. If can help it. Um, work environments do kind of put a pivot on how you feel about things you know you have to be this or that or you don't fit in there you know, stuff like that but we're not here for that we're here for me um life has granted me opportunities and choices some I've taken some I've turned down I've taken the ones that have led me to good jobs, sometimes bad jobs. Um, like I will admit here that working at Doe Life was probably a bad idea. Leaving IHOP for it, which I was probably gonna get fired anyway, but um. <clears throat> Le leaving IHOP to work there was probably a bad idea. 
it's um <clears throat> I <clears throat> realized quickly that their life was a good environment to work but then I also realized that with the manager out of town the people that work there had closing opportunity or opening opportunity like you would go in and you would open the store you would set everything up get everything ready for the customers and then open the gates fully and start your day and at the end of the day you would close the gates put everything away and then lock it up and leave it was interesting to be an opener and a closer or both on the same day it's it's happened um I think Sunday was our shortest day so yeah <coughs> that's an open and close shift but upon the return it was like a month or two and upon the return of the boss he announced that he was closing the store and I'm like <sighs> well shit Sorry. Basically, we just worked there for a month, and everybody else left. There was like four of us when it started. And slowly, everybody else left when they realized that our pay was going to be a little late. Two of us stuck it out, and only to get basically fired in the end because the store went out of business. But it was interesting. Um, to work there because the people that came in were not usual people you would see in certain places like you work at IHOP you don't see these people you work at the airport you definitely don't see these people because what are the odds of certain people flying like you know these, these particular people getting on a plane about a month after you not no longer working at the mall. It just doesn't happen. Um, I will admit that leaving or even starting Harris Teeter was a bad idea. Like, I didn't leave by choice, but it was still, you know, you gave me a time, like you were slowing me down to one day a week, and you come in for one day a week just to clean carts and go home for four hours, it's like, why? Like, am I even really needed? Um, then they hired a temp service when I went out sick and I was like seriously but in all retrospect it was a fun job I liked it Um, I started out in the deli and apparently I was the only one that was cutting the beef briskets correctly I wonder if they open that back up now. Um, 
Well. But I like my new job. My new job is... It has its ups and downs like every job, but... It has its weird people, but it's good. I like it. Um, go on, see what types of airplanes they are, clean them up, make them look good, sanitize them for people. This job is giving me a lot of, I guess, I'm going to call it grief. But at the same time, knowing that you're the person responsible for the health and safety of others is amazing. That you actually do your job correctly. Which I do. I don't know. How many people would say I don't? I do. I'm the first one on to do... Oh, I'm the last person on. I do first class. Clean it up real good. And then I vacuum. I'm the last person off. Which means I pick up all trash that's missed. If I see it. Um, I go behind people that should be going behind themselves. Well, we have a lead positioner. I'm even going behind him. And uh, I was told that's what makes a mark of a good lead Is when you're Doing their job for them Because they're not Like we have a few that don't It's just weird to think that you're in a position to do things and you don't do it. But I didn't want to make this one too long. I just wanted to finish part one. Um, I have a lot of depression that I'm working through. And the job really helps because... The only time I really have to think about being depressed is Wednesday and Thursday. But I play games or do something or whatever just to keep my mind off of things so I don't realize that I'm in that mode. Today's the first day of actually talking about it. Which is the first step of getting help on it I guess. But, yeah. Hmm. It's things from my past that haunt me, that hurt me, that I can't fight or get away from. Like for years and years, and to this day still, I blame myself for what happened to my adoptive mom, even though I know and have been told it's not my fault. But for me it is, because if had I done, went to bed early, like she asked, she may still be here. Or may have, for a little while longer. I feel, I let her down. 
after everything she's done for me, that feeling, that knowledge, that I could have prevented that, will haunt me forever. No matter how many times people say, it's not your fault, it's not your fault, it's not your fault. Yeah, it is, because I didn't go to bed when I should have. I don't really sleep that much. And the times that I do sleep... I think it's that that's haunting me to keeping me from actually sleeping because the only thing I see most nights that I'm trying to sleep is her laying there unable to get up. Me unable to help her up. I've never told anyone that. I've never broke down to let people know just what bothers me in life. I've never wanted to tell it. The fact that I'm saying it here is going to be probably the last time I say it. And I'm not going to bring it up. If it's brought up, then fine. I'll say some things, but I'm not going to delve too deep into it because it's just going to bother me. It's... Something that's bothered me for a long time that I've allowed to enter my psyche, if that's the right word. That I've caused myself grief on that's pushed me to think that maybe I could have done better. I could have done better by her. I could have done more. But instead I chose to do what I did. When I should have done what I was told. And, I don't know, it's, it's those subtle things that make me wonder, if I could go back in time, would I change it? Maybe. Maybe not. I'll never know. We'll never know, because time travel is irrelevant. Anyway. I've given myself time to grow away from the situation. There are some wounds that just don't heal as quickly as we would like them to. And constant reminders or sights or sounds or a certain smell can bring it back just like it never went away. Like the other day I thought I heard her voice. I don't know where from or how. I was at work and it was very unmistakable, her voice. But I have no idea where it came from. I was walking to a plane. 
Um, I go to a store to buy something. I'm tempted. I don't do it, but I'm tempted to buy her cigarettes. If I don't see them, I don't think about it. But when I see them, it's tempting. <clears throat> because for ever since I was 14, that's what I've been doing. I've been buying her her cigarettes. When there are times when I will go to sleep right before I fall asleep, I feel like I should check her, check on her, but I know that she's not here. The day she passed at three o'clock that afternoon. For no reason that I could think of, I started crying. 30 minutes later, I'm still crying. And her daughter and son walk in and ask me what's wrong. I honestly didn't know. But then they brought me in to say goodbye to her and then I realized it hit me. That she passed away. At the exact time I started crying. I knew without knowing. And because I wasn't blood related. For the first time ever. Because I wasn't blood related. I wasn't allowed with her. When she passed. I had to sit in the waiting room. I was considered a homeless. By the nurses. They weren't letting me in there. They weren't letting me talk to see her. They weren't letting me do nothing. The head nurse gave me food vouchers and took me to an, a floor that was being remodeled to take a shower and gave me scrubs to change into because I had been here so long. Like four or five days, which literally... Everyone else remembers a day. But I remember being there two days before Halloween and then from Halloween to November 2nd. Because on Halloween night I met a girl who was running away from something or someone and was trying to get in touch with her father. And... We went driving somewhere and ended up back at the hospital and then she just up and left. Like in the middle of the night we were sleeping and she got up, kissed my forehead and left. I've never seen or heard from her again. That's all well and good. It just may have been God giving me company for that short period of time. And that's what I'll accept as. I don't even remember her name.
but everybody else around me said it was a day. It was more than a day. It was long enough for them to make me take a shower. And then when I finally got the siblings up there, I was to go home and take a real shower. And I was there till she passed. I moved to Charlotte with my mom and my sisters. And here I am today. I was treated horribly. Though they'll disagree, but I was. I was treated like a kid. Like I wasn't allowed to go hang out nowhere. I wasn't allowed to do nothing. I tried to go spend the night with a friend at his house just to get away and was told I had to come do dishes before I could do that. But then I was told, well, I can't do that because I have to do dishes. And I didn't even eat there that night. If I'm not eating there, I'm not washing the dishes, you know? Um, we were going to go out one night and... She said, you have to do the dishes and take out the trash. And I was doing the dishes, and he got mad, and he took out the trash. And this guy was a friend of my sister's. That supposedly my mom liked, so I don't know what was going on with that. And then... I met a friend at the library that my mom ended up dating. Um, it was weird. I'm not going into all that detail. That was just a weird thing. But he got violent and hit her and hit my uncle and we ran him off. And then we moved after... Everybody separated and went their separate ways. It just... Like the family was falling apart once we left that house. I kicked out my aunt, uncle, and cousin. And then... Things just started falling apart from there. Like... We had to move. And... My sister had already moved out. Got married. Had a kid. Then we moved in a house with her, or another house, and we had to leave there. And then, after leaving there, I met Jacqueline while living with my uncle. And then we ended up homeless from there. Everybody went their separate ways once again. And then me and my uncle Oren moved into a motel room for a week. And then Jacqueline had got in this apartment that we've been in for six years. <laughs> the only things on our wall are a happy birthday banner that's been there since year one. 
and a whiteboard. That's probably been maybe less than a year. I'll admit I have I'm not the cleanest of people. The house is well eccentric is the word I'm gonna use. But at least you can walk in it. Yeah. Alright, so I basically just had a conversation and I feel like I was talking to a therapist, so I'm gonna close here. And uh I'll continue on more positive notes later. Um I'll be back to our originally scheduled whatever next Wednesday. I'll do maybe more on the story. I gotta go back and See where I left off to continue. Like I said, I'm not writing it down. It's all as in my head as I go. Great. I don't even remember where I left off at all. Anyway, y'all have a good night. Have a good day. Whenever you listen to this, good day, good night, good life. And whatever you do, don't buy a cow. I don't know. Bad dog. <laughs>